Good evening and welcome back to the Diz Dads Podcast Plus. I'm your host, Aaron Ripmaster, and joining me tonight in the man cave to record episode number 40 are my co-hosts, Tim Hicks. Why is the rum always gone? Why is the rum gone? Because you drink it, Tim. Oh, Willie that. Crocker. Hey guys, welcome back. <laughs> and today we have our we're joined by a special guest. Bob Chavez is back. What can I say except you're welcome? It's always good to have you back, Bob. And this time he's back to talk not about a trip report, but uh, we decided that we had a a good topic here that that Bob could contribute to. Um, We're going to talk about sort of amateur photography at Walt Disney World, not the semi-pro stuff, not trying to get the perfect shot with the expensive camera, all of that. We're going to focus on those family memory photos and the best way to get them, some of the places to take them, and uh, some of the problems to be careful to avoid. But before we get into that discussion, I do need to thank our podcast sponsors, Wicked Mouse Travel and Mouse Master Travel. Both are authorized Disney vacation planners who would love to help you and your family put together a perfect family Walt Disney World experience. You can check out Wicked Mouse Travel at wickedmousetravel.com and Mouse Master Travel at mousemastertravel.com. Uh, all right, guys. So let's let's turn our attention to photography. Um, you know, Bob is the one who suggested the topic, which is why we dragged him onto the show. Um, but kicking and screaming too, you know, <laughs> crying like a baby. No! <laughs> um, but but you know. Bob kind of raised this as a, a in an interesting way because we've talked about photography in the parks before. It's been a while, um, but we really wanted to focus this time on what the real purpose of of the photographs is is about, right, Bob? Right. So one of the things that I've realized in getting and bringing with me to the parks a DSLR is that I am taking great photos when i'm there the camera is doing great work but what i'm realizing is i'm not doing anything with those great pictures after the fact so why am i dragging all this equipment and all this heavy stuff all you know all in this backpack all over the place to just carry it around so i think adjusting the approach to pictures and having a plan of where you're going, why you're taking pictures, what you're going to do with them when you get home in your head and your mind is a better thing to think about. Even if you only think about it for five or 10 minutes before you leave, having that plan is going to make your vacation and your vacation photos something that you can use and cherish throughout the, oh, I went on this great trip, let me show you in a way that makes sense for you, your family, your kids, your Christmas slideshow. 
Right. So there, there are really two pieces to this, and I think they're equally important. One is to keep in mind, you know, what the purpose of the photo is. And if the purpose of the photo is to capture your family in particular moments, um, you know, that piece you may be able to handle better with something like, uh, you know, your cell phone camera or even a point and shoot camera, both of which take great quality these days. It's amazing. One of the things that I've really noticed is just that, yeah, I got, fortunately, uh, a nice DSLR, taking great sharp pictures, but the ones that I'm using most are the ones from the cell phone. The pictures are just as good at the size that you're blowing them up for a photo album or for Facebook. You're not needing that like 18 gajillion pixel ratio at, you know, a poster size. You just need the four by six. So that cell phone camera for the most part is capturing the moments and it's in your pocket. You take the picture, it's back in your pocket. You're done. You're not unzipping. You're not grabbing. You're not hoping that that. Okay, moment so lasts. there's the second piece that I Sorry. wanted to get to. It's okay. No, no, no. It's a perfect segue. The second piece is that there's an, there's this issue of, uh, and we've talked about it before, wanting to make sure that you're present with your family as part of the vacation. And I love taking pictures uh, in theme parks with my family, but it is easy, especially when you've got that big, you know, DSLR on your shoulder to get sort of separated from, right? To be, to become the photographer trailing the family instead of being involved in the vacation with them. Um, and I think that that's an important thing to keep in mind. Now, one of the things that, that, I'm sure the people that are on and listen to the podcast were not people that are on our first trip to to Walt Disney World. And so that affects how you take pictures. But if somebody happens to have found this podcast and they're looking for that, like, oh, this is my one and only trip, first of all, don't let it be. But more importantly, <laughs> um, how do you reconcile the fact that you want to take all those great photos, but you still want to be there with your with your fam? And I'm going to go out on a limb here and give just a, the tiniest little bit of advice on that. We happened to get a really great uh, camera bag backpack that had enough room in it for the camera and enough room in it to double as our diaper bag. There was enough room for an out change of outfit, diapers, wipes. So it was in a couple of snacks. So it was able to be the twofer. And so I had the camera out for one hour we walked in the park at 10 it was out it was around my neck and i took main street photos and castle photos and you know stop pause focus click for one hour i put it back in the bag and then i just carried it around as a diaper bag for the rest of the trip so that i was there with the fam as intended took a ton of pictures with my camera my phone after that but like just for that one hour, I'm, I limited myself. I walked all over. I took the photos that I knew I wanted to try to get. Um, and I think that wound up working as well as could that I could have hoped. All right. So, Tim, I know that you like to take photos as well. Although uh, I think last time we talked about it, you said it had been a while since you'd broken out the DSLR. Um, but, you know, Talk a little bit about your approach, because it, it is a little different when you're traveling, you know, with just adults, but do you even bother taking your DSLR to Walt Disney World these days? 
Well, actually, um, I did take my DLSR to uh, on the cruise this past oh, uh, okay. January because um, I want I, I wanted to be able to get those wide angle uh, shots of you know just the ocean at sunset, or you know as get in as much of the the uh, Caribbean island as I could. But um, it, it, you're, it's a very valid point that you know you can get so uh, involved with the camera that you forget to vacation, and uh, that's that's something you just don't want to do. But um, my uh, camera on my phone does, like Bob Bob says, it takes fantastic pictures. And um, my approach is, uh, uh, it's a little more quirky. I try to capture um, the things that when we look back on them, we go, oh, yep, that was, you know, my my boys, you know, acting one act stoic, the other act goofy, and here we go, you know, I Here's your, here's that picture of them, you know the things that really define uh, those moments. Not not so much the castle picture. I've got a zillion castle pictures. Don't need any more of those. Uh, and you do get to a point that you know, depending on how frequently you go, uh, you start looking at your pictures and going, was that uh, this particular year or was it that year? I can't even remember anymore. Well, so Willie, this takes us over to you because, you know, you've got younger kids and you're at the parks probably more frequently than any of the rest of us because you're a little closer. Um, So, you know, how how do you balance this out? Well, after we got rid of the stroller, we quit bringing our DSLR camera completely to Disney World. We still bring it on the cruise like Tim does because – it's easy to return the camera to the room, unlike when you're in the parks. It's also easy to take a few pictures of things you never will see again. You know, like you said, that sunset and the, you know, on the boat. But like at Disney World now, as Bob said, with the cameras from the iPhone, most of those pictures are way better than anything I can see to begin with anyway. Like, and who prints pictures anymore days? Like, Overall, <laughs> Bob raises his hand. He prints right. pictures. But I mean, well, like... no, uh, I, I was going to cut you off here because that was another topic that I was going to get to is to actually encourage people when you're taking pictures to print them. We have a wall at the house that ha- on our stairwell that has become our Disney wall. And so you were saying which trip was that? You can kind of see the kids growing up because we've been a number of times from, you know, that baby girl was four months old, her first trip, she's 10 now. And so rather than having to go to a photo library on your computer or whatever, those pictures are taken and they're out and they're on display. And the best part is I didn't have a DSLR for all of those, but at a four by six, they're again, to go back to my original point, they're great. They're wonderful photos to have printed on the wall. So, Like, I would encourage, again, if you're taking the time to go to Disney, you're taking the time to get your phone out to capture that boys being silly moment or the the nervousness waiting to go on your very first roller coaster picture, take the extra, you know, I think Walgreens prints them out for like 16 cents a print or something like that. You know, come home, select a couple for the wall and print them out just so that you you are seeing those on a regular basis they're not buried in some library 
library on your computer that you open once every oh when we oh yeah so that would be my my next piece of all right well so this is really i think coming out interesting because i'm going to offer even a a fourth slightly different perspective um and and i think all of these are are you know kind of valid approaches in different ways um so what I've done is in some ways sort of a blend of of Bob's approach and uh, to some extent Tim's approach. And that is that um, I do take my DSLR to, to Walt Disney World fairly often. Um, and one of the keys has been finding the right bag. I had a, a camera bag that I loved. It was a great bag and I used it to death. Like literally the thing fell apart. The zipper stopped working. And, you know, that that becomes a non-starter because, frankly, if you're going to have a decent camera with you at Walt Disney World, you have to anticipate dealing with rain, which means it's got to be fairly secure in the event that it does rain. Uh, and, and I was really bummed. And for, a, you know, a year or so, more than that, I didn't take it because I just didn't have a convenient way to carry it and it wasn't secure. And so finally, uh, before our trip last year, um, I found what for me has worked out to be just about the perfect bag um, because it's a small bag. It's not a true camera bag. I looked and looked and looked for a, a camera bag in this format and I couldn't find one I liked. Um, but it's essentially um, a, a, you know, very, um, it's a sling bag and it's um, a small backpack and it's just big enough that I can fit the camera and, um, you know, with a lens and a second lens, and there are other pockets that I can use to put other things in that I might need. So um, for me, that's great because most of the time, even though I've brought it with me, the camera stays in the bag. I don't even bother taking it out. That bag you have also is really good because when we got on a few rides, you didn't have to like finagle it. Oh yeah, I didn't have to take it off. Like, I just rotated it, it on perfect. my body. Right, exactly. It was like perfect for all the rides, which is awesome. Yeah, because um, it was just a sling bag, so I could just you know scoot it, and and so what what's so great about that is that it allows me to take the camera with me, so I've always got it if I want it, but it's also out of the way. It's unobtrusive. It's a sling bag, so it doesn't take a hand. Um, so it's really you know easy to carry around. That said. There are still times where I don't bring it because it does add weight to what I have to carry around. Um, and if I know that the weather is likely to be rainy, especially rainy, I don't like to have it because I don't like to risk it. It just, you know, I don't think anything's going to happen, but I'm nervous enough about it that it makes me uncomfortable. And I don't want that feeling in a theme park. But the reason I do it is that I, I, I like to get pictures that are um, sort of different angles, different perspectives on the park that maybe I haven't captured before. Um, and I like the ability to put that big telephoto lens on and grab photos, especially photos of the kids when they don't know I'm watching them. Right. Cause with the cell phone camera, the cell phone camera does a really good job, but it's, it's much more difficult to be surreptitious. 
when you're taking yes. pictures. And what, you know, with both kids as teenagers okay. now, I love being able to catch them, you know, at a distance when they don't realize I'm paying attention. Yes, I mean my own kids, Bob. Only my own kids. I'm not stalking <laughs> anybody else's children, I promise. I was to say a creeper. <laughs> um, but, but I love that ability to kind of take that thing that's far away from me and bring it in close using, uh, you know, using that, that more powerful lens. Um, and I like the ability to, to swap out a lens to, to capture something that maybe doesn't have, you know, the, the, you know, low light situation where I can get a decent shot with my DLSR, DLSR that I can't get with my phone. Phones have gotten better with that. I'll give them credit, but, um, there's still some things that I can get you know, with my standalone camera that my phone can't. One of the things that I intentionally took the camera for, do you know those uh, small bronze statues that are in the hub of the characters, Goofy right. and, um, okay. Um, there was a Disneyland Connect video game on the Xbox 360. Oh, and yeah. one of the things that you had to do was take pictures of those statues in, in Disneyland. Well, I was not in Disneyland. I was in Disney World. But I was able to use that you know, depth of field with the telephoto lens to really get that background right. blur of those statues to kind of like from the game. So it's not something I would have done if I were in a go, go, go kind of trip. Right. But this last one was not go, go, go. So I had those extra, you know, 10 minutes to really sit and for lack of a better word, play right. and, and take those photos. And that's something that, again, as great as phones are, mine isn't good enough to do that. A and B, I really wanted to like get them. So a friend of mine could make them a little larger. So it was nice to have right and do that. Right. And I was so. going to say the, the the other thing for me is that I am a fan of you know I, I like to have a big picture sometimes, you know. Um the grandparents like them the, you know the bigger photos, things like that. So I, I like having some higher resolution stuff to to play with. Um so you know that's another reason to to bring the DLS DS DSLR. Oh. Was I getting it backwards that whole time? Yes, I was. No. Um, no. DSLR. Um, anyway, the the important thing is that that I do find myself shuffling back and forth, and I do use my phone more and more. I think, um, especially for video. Right. I like the ability to go back and forth between photo and video. Although I do have to say that I've gotten a couple of fantastic videos with my. Um, DSLR um, got a really great shot of the kids um, going into Diagon Alley from the train station, or I guess going to the train station um, from London, whichever one, the, the one where they have the disappearing effect. It's got to be at platform nine and three quarters in London. Um, and and I managed to get that at Universal using my DSLR in a way that I, I couldn't get it with my phone because it wouldn't... Uh, you know, it, it it got too blurry. It's just a video on a, DS, a DSLR tends to be uh, more of a memory hog. You, oh, you sure. Can, Absolutely. You, you can't get that much with it. But that's why, like I said, it's not a big deal because I don't expect to have a ton of space, right? Because I, I use, I go back and forth and then I offload it. Um, but I was only taking, you know, 30 seconds or whatever it took to, for them to go through. It's not like I was doing an entire attraction video. Um, all right. So, so that's some good, I think, 
background. And then what it really shows us is that there's a range of different approaches, regardless of which approach you take. I think we all agree that the real key here is that we're using it to capture those those unique family memories. And so um, we have a, a list of, of some different, you know, shots that are ones that that come up frequently right the kind of of classic shots that that um we think are are really good uh, family memory shots right the the I, okay i'm going to go back and use the q word right quintessential uh disney travel photos so so let's start in the most popular photo destination in the world from what i understand uh disney uh magic kingdom and so the first one that we have um, listed is the the shot, you know, the the classic Main Street shot. But I gotta say, and and it's maybe not as popular now since they they don't do the whole welcome show bit anymore. Um, but when they did that welcome show, I there were two shots that I loved. One was of the the welcome show itself, you know, kind of as we're anticipating it beginning and, and as it starts to come out. But then the second one is I always would try to catch that look on my kid's face just as the show started. And I never managed to get exactly the shot because, you know, if I tried to take it, it was too obvious and they would, you know, it would, it, it, it's the Schrodinger's cat thing, right? If, if I actually interfered enough to get them to pay attention to the fact I was taking the shot, it would ruin the shot. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that was the other piece because there's just something about that look on their face when that show starts. So you get some of that at the castle too, um, sometimes, but it seemed to, you know, be more consistently delivered, uh, with the, the welcome show when it was, when it was there. Um, but you know, Bob, did you have some thoughts about the the Main Street shot? I I do, and one of the things that we've done consistently is purchase the Memory Maker, and that is a great way for your on ride photos, and it's a great way to not have to get out the camera, try to set up a tripod or something like that. You know, you go up to the um, cast members, they hey, will you take our picture? They Take your picture, you beep boop your magic band, and then you're on your way. My approach is, again, if you're a family that's going to be printing out these pictures and you're going to want to frame it and put it on the wall and everything, if you're not going to be printing out more than, you know, 10 of the pictures that you're using for the memory maker, you're better off maybe not buying it. That said, that said, because she can hear me um i also don't think it's a bad idea because you can download them all and maybe when you get the picture taken you're like do we really need to print it well if you own it you can decide a year later that you want to print it so so make sure like but at the same time if you're using the memory maker you're using the photo pass people or even if you're not if it's a great photo just use that one i mean use don't don't be so in love with your own work that you're afraid to appreciate and print out a better picture. You know, that's, that's what we're trying to, that's my approach in this podcast is to say, if a better picture exists, that's going to match what you're looking for. Just buy that. If there's a postcard, that's the exact right picture of the castle. Don't try and capture it yourself. Just spend three ninety nine on a postcard. <laughs> or, 
or use the pictures that Disney helps like load into your memory maker. I mean, they have some awesome shots oh, absolutely. that you really will never be able to take. Yeah, yeah, they did a uh, you know Main Street with fewer people on it, and you know peop, uh, the Mickey and the Dumbo car, or whatever that was. Uh, those are great photos. So that was my uh, my one. It my tip is yes take your castle picture but before you go and say this is the one look at your other options there might be a better quality photo that somebody else took yeah and and along those lines um i think it's important to mention now too that in the current circumstances there is an important change in the way photopass photography works and that is that for now at least PhotoPass photographers will not take photos with your camera. Um, they used to do it all the time. They're not supposed to do it at all anymore. So, Bob, you may have gotten one to do it for you. Okay. No, no. Um, but I did help a couple of other people uh, in yes. what I felt was a very COVID-appropriate way. Because there's lots of times when you're walking by and somebody's trying to take a selfie and their arms just aren't long enough and they can't get the castle in. And so they hand you their phone and you take a picture and you move on with your merry way. In COVID-related world, that's a lot of people are uncomfortable with that. I don't fault them. I'm one of them. So when somebody said, would you take my picture? What I did was I said, how about I use my phone, take the photo, and text it to you? While Perfect. we're standing right here. Yeah. And so took a picture, texted it to the nice couple and uh, they got it. Oh, thank you. And, and that way I didn't have to mess with their stuff. They didn't, you know, there was no, like the, we were able to stay six feet apart. Right. Right. No, Perfect. And all Perfect of those solution. things. And it worked out real, real well. I'm not saying I'm sure photo pass folks won't do that, but if you're helping another guest, um, that seemed to be, um, a, what I found to be a better approach. Yeah, no, I love that. That's a great idea and a great suggestion. And and I think in some ways it makes PhotoPass that much more valuable, at least for now, just because there isn't always going to be another guest who's convenient you know, to do this for you. And we used to rely on the PhotoPass photographer to take that shot for us. And we can't really do that anymore, at least for now. So, um, you know, it's a good investment, I think, in the the safety right the security of knowing that somebody will be there to take that picture um now anybody else have thoughts about sort of entering magic kingdom photos that whole general topic because it's got to be one of the most popular photo spots literally in the world there are so many things that you can that you can create when you're just you know using your imagination to compose the pictures i mean you can get you know get your camera like uh on the wall, you know, partially on, on the wall of the tunnel as you're entering. I mean, there are so many fun little things that, you know, if you just try stop and try to make it a little more unusual, you wind up with some pretty decent shots. Um, as far as friending them, I, I, I will offer a little bit of a, a differing opinion. Not every picture deserves to be printed. I've <laughs> 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 just like, what was I even looking at? Why did I, why did I think this would be a good picture? Some are meant to be deleted. Yes. <laughs> Very so, true. So, I, Bob, you were mentioning a, a particular perspective on Main Street that maybe is a little different than what most people think of as their classic Main Street photo. Yeah, absolutely. One of the best things about having gone enough times is that you get to do – You, I have been fortunate to see the park in 
you know, sunrise and sunset and lights off and lights on and everything. And if you are near the ice cream station, the, when the ice cream parlor is on your left and Casey's Corner is on your right and you're looking towards the train station in the evening and the lights are lit up, that is a great opportunity for a picture because if the lights are lit up, you can still use, and it's, but the sun is still setting. You can use it a fast enough uh, shutter speed that you're not blowing out the picture because there's enough light and you're not like getting all that ambient light. And if you do it right, that's such a great photo because it's different than everybody else. Cause there isn't a castle in the background and there's a train station, but you still get to see all of the lights lit up on, on main street. It's, it's really one of my favorite shots to try to get. See, I um, love that. Cause I, I'll be honest. I, I don't think I've gotten a photo on main street with the castle behind it with my kids in years because they get really uncomfortable with the, the crowd flow, right? It just, it's, it's crowded. People are walking past and they just, they're uncomfortable in that environment. So I've always looked for, you know, alternative shots that, that for us would work better. Um, and the favorite ones that I've gotten recently are actually to go to the other side and catch the castle from Fantasyland looking back. Um, we've gotten some great uh, photos of the kids interacting with the um, Wicked Stepsisters in particular, um, or with uh, um, Lady Tremaine with the, um, you know, with the castle behind them. So you still get that sense of place, but much less traffic, much less crowd to try to have to avoid when you're catching the, the photo. We do the Tomorrowland Bridge a lot also because it gives that you that place. side angle. Um, if it's lit up at night, you you get to see more of the castle and less of me, which isn't always the best. <laughs> <laughs> we also use the front of the park. You, like before you go in. Right. You, you My welcome show spot. Yeah, yeah. The welcome show spot. We love that because – a lot of people forget about it because they're in such a hurry to get through the tunnel. But I will, I will second uh, what you were saying about the uh, Tomorrowland Bridge. Um, being there in early January, uh, like we were this year, um, they still had all the, the Christmas lights on the castle. And from the Tomorrowland Bridge, wow, did I get some amazing shots. You get some great views of the reflections of those lights on the castle from that spot. Um, all right. So that's, that's a, a key spot. Let's kind of work our way and, and talk about some of the highlight spots in Magic Kingdom, and then we'll kind of move around to some other parks. But, um, let's, let's talk, uh, maybe over in, in Adventureland, right? What's, what's a good spot to get sort of a classic Adventureland feel photo? Uh, I got one on, on accident, even though it was a photo pass photographer that I didn't realize he was taking at the time. We were, outside eating ice cream and there's a photo pass photographer there and he's like hey guys have a stand right here and i'll take a picture and i thought well that's weird okay so the family and i stood there with our ice cream he took our picture well behind us was framed beautifully the entrance for pirates of the caribbean like over our shoulders you know it says pirates of the caribbean and it's right there and it's part of the picture i was like oh my goodness this picture is amazing why didn't oh right because i was eating ice cream i wasn't looking behind me to see what was there so like that one again memory if you will was 
came to light after the fact. So like that was that's the one where where I think if you're going to capture something from Adventureland, there's places where you can stand and get either an attraction or a sign of an attraction in the picture that it doesn't always register when you're sitting there because there's so much to see that you can't see everything. Sure. Good example. A, another good one is uh, get your kids to go stand under the camel. Uh, oh, yeah. And so basically they know you're taking the picture. And then as the kids are leaving, they squirt the camel. So the kids have no idea until they've been set up. <laughs> yeah, that's a good shot. If you can get them to stand right where that water is going to come and then snap the, fi- the picture just as the water stream comes out. <laughs> hey, if you're really good and you can get it, it's a great shot. Yep. Um, that's also where one of my favorite, uh, magic shots that we've ever gotten was taken. And I'm, I'm trying to look now and see, I think, yep, it looks like it's still available. So, um, there's a magic shot that you can do right there in front of pirates with, um, where it looks like the, it, you know, all the kids like to pick up the, the, uh, swords in the store and, you know, pose with the swords, whatever. So there's a photo pass photographer often just outside the store. And even if you don't buy the sword, they'll take the picture. And the the shot is, um, uh, you know, when it's done, the kid is dueling with uh, uh, Captain Hook. So it's a lot of fun. Um, it's one of my favorite photo pass uh, photos of my, of my son because it, it's the, one of the few that he actually looks natural. That, that sounds pretty fun. I, I've not seen that one. I've seen several of the magic shots, but not that one. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't even know they were in there. I, I, I don't even know. I mean, maybe, I think maybe just people don't stop there, right? Because it, it's a spot. And I don't know that there's always a photographer there. But it's still listed as being available as a magic shot. Um, you know, there's still a, a Pirates of the Caribbean shot listed. So it's pretty cool. Just not always there. Um, I don't take my picture. <laughs> <laughs> if you asked nicely, I bet they would. It would look really odd in the magic shot because, you know, Captain Hook would be dueling with your belly button. But <laughs> <laughs> you say that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't really be a fair match now, would it? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have an Audi, so. <laughs> uh, okay, now that we've learned too much about photography. Tim, let's work our way around to uh, Frontierland. Any any favorite photo shots uh, or photo spots around Frontierland? I love, if you can get it, when you're on Big Thunder Mountain, turn right and get an awesome view of the castle. I think it's the second time you go up the hill. You can get a really good shot of the castle up there if you're paying attention and not paying attention to the ride. <laughs> Just as we've been telling people to pay attention. Um, right. I actually like the, the – and, and Big Thunder is one of the places I like to do it. Um, because of the way the seating works, um, it's often a good one to get the family selfie right just mm-hmm. before the ride takes off um just because the seats are low enough that you can usually get everybody's heads in and um you can't always you know do that on on all the rides but the the cars work such that that one's a pretty easy one to get that that family selfie i had a really good experience with another huh 
this last trip with um, some of the restrictions from from COVID, Country Bears was, I don't know if it wasn't running or wasn't showing when we were over that way, but some of the Country Bears were up on the second story outside of that. And so again, because you're usually not looking up, you don't see the railing and the design of the whole building. So with them being there, it gave me pause to take a picture of the building with them on it. And now that I've seen that, I think I will get a good picture of more of the full buildings throughout Frontierland. So so that's was something like that was beneficial for being when when Disney has to do things different. As a fan, I've seen more that maybe I wouldn't have seen because that's not where my eye has been used to going. That's a great point. And there's going to be a lot of that for a while of, you know, opportunities to catch some unique views of places that you feel like you've seen you know, hundreds of times, but you really have never paid close attention to that. Now you'll, you'll have your attention drawn to them. Well, that's right. And another fun, uh, fun little thing like that is, um, just behind the uh, carousel. I know we're not quite there yet. We're still working our way around Frontierland, but, um, uh, in the building, uh, where PhilharMagic is, if you look up to the second story, every so often the windows open and here's Lady Tremaine scowling down at you. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That's I have not I have not even stopped to look for that in such a long time. I don't know if it's not still there, I would have <laughs> That's a pretty cool little thing. Um all right. Well, right. does anybody have thoughts about, you know, Liberty Square or um that area sort of, you know, between Frontierland and back to the hub? Um before before we move on. Um I know that that Bob has mentioned um getting some different perspectives on haunted mansion. Yeah, because I, one of the best things about going often is like I said, two seconds ago, seeing things you don't normally see. I purchased a postcard pack because I like sending postcards. And as I was going through it, I was like, I don't recognize what this is. It's just this old building. And I looked at it for like, I unfortunate amount of time before I realized it was the haunted mansion. (laughs) Because I had never really looked at the exterior facade of the Haunted Mansion. Because when you're walking up to it, you're off to the side, you're going through the queue, you're kind of seeing the gate, you're not looking at. So I realized that it's taken from across the water, kind of where the Liberty uh, Bell would sail past. And so I paused, looked, said, that's it. That's the photo from the postcard. And so I tried my best to take a, a picture. I realized, you know what, the photo, the postcard's a better picture. I'll just frame that and call it done. <laughs> <laughs> but that's one of those places where if you time it right and you're careful about it, sometimes you can get some really cool photos by playing with the distance effect, right? Because you can take advantage of the fact that so much of Walt Disney World has, you know, funky forced perspective stuff going on. And so sometimes, you know, if you position it right, you can get, you know, maybe you're on the other side over near where you would board the Liberty Bell, but Liberty Bell has pulled away. You know, you might be able to get a really interesting shot of your family looking like it's, you know, using the the Haunted Mansion as a backdrop, right? Even though it's all the way across the river. So that's, that's one of those things where by just, by just, taking those extra two minutes to look, um, you really can 
enhance your your uh, your pictures that you're bringing home. Um, and then, and printing to put in your photo album so that when you look back at it, a photo album that says 1998, you can see pictures of your first trip to Walt Disney World. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. We've talked some about, about Fantasyland. Anybody have anything else they want to add about Fantasyland before we head into Tomorrowland? Well, maybe down at Gaston just because he's fun. Right. I mean, that's your classic character shot. And that's a good place often to get video um, because Mm -hmm. the exchanges between Gaston and the kids are so good. Um, The only thing I would add uh, about, you know, Magic Kingdom in general, because oddly enough, Tomorrowland should, seems to me, be a better photo location. But the angles, for whatever reason, are really hard to get. The one exception I will say is I absolutely love having my um, DSLR out on uh, when, when we're going around on TTA. Cause you can get some great right. perspective shots um, from there and, you know, views of things in the magic kingdom that you just can't get any other way. You could say that about um, Astro Orbiter, if it wasn't going a hundred miles an hour. Well, there's you know, great you're, you're right. There. And I've got a couple of good ones from Astro Orbiter, but it's really hard because you do, you get moving too quick. Um, what, one of my, one of my goals every trip is to get a good photo of the contemporary from the Astro Orbiter. And I have yet to get a good photo of the contemporary from the Astro Orbiter. It's my, it's my, it's my white whale, my unicorn. If right, you will. your white whale. I like that. <laughs> you, you need the ride to break down, like up in the air. Like, it just stops, like right there. In other words, you need me to go ride it with you. Okay. Oh, okay. great. Oh. <laughs> That's right, because Tim breaks attractions. Nice. Okay. Um, but see, I think a really cool shot from the Astro Orbiter would be like a little bit longer exposure, where you're keeping the camera extremely. You know, still and focused on the right vehicle, but then you know, with the extra exposure, you get that feeling of motion. So, it, you know, if that, you can pull it cool. off, more power to you, buddy, because <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> you know, yeah. when it comes oh, to photography, I am. Uh, I would like to consider myself a uh, like a high school athlete. I'm a really good trier, but I'm not making a college team in my current state. <laughs> Much less go pro. So then I'm an elementary school kid. <laughs> Uh, and I do want to mention one other Magic Kingdom spot before we forget about it, because it's a kind of a hit and miss spot. So, you know, it's it's a kind of a roll of the dice, because it all depends on what the current state of the the sort of tree trimming is. But sometimes you can actually get a fantastic shot of the castle from the Swiss family treehouse. It all depends on whether the trees have been trimmed back because you either get this beautiful shot of the castle sort of framed by, um, you know, bigger tree limbs, or you can't see anything at all (laughs) because it's too thick in front of you. So that means you have to climb all those stairs. You do. It's it's a commitment. You got to go all the way up the stairs first before you can find out whether you've got a decent shot. (laughs) I got my head stuck between the rails up there when I was a kid. Honey, look at this. I, I'm glad you added the one I was a kid. It's yeah, going to be tempting to edit that out. Not right? last week. <laughs> last month. 
Um, all right. Well, let's let's go ahead and then hop the monorail over to Epcot and and you know talk about some of our favorite Epcot photo spots. Um, I, I'm going to start just because there's one that I love right there at that monorail stop. Um, especially at night, I, I think you can get a really cool perspective on Spaceship Earth because um, you can catch both Spaceship Earth and the Epcot flagpole. Um, from the platform there at the monorail station. Um, and it's a, a really interesting angle uh, that you can't really get anywhere else because you're elevated. One of the one of the things that I, I don't take a picture of, and it's kind of one of those things where I don't take a picture on purpose because I want to be present, is when I'm going through Epcot on the monorail, it's so exciting to just look at Epcot and you're like, you're in Epcot, but you're not, but you are, but you're not. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to ruin that like moment by trying to like snap a bunch of pictures because I'm going to be there and yeah, you're kind of above everything, but like, I would say, especially with the windows, are you really going to focus? Are you going to see smudge? Just in that one instance, I would encourage you to say, you know what? Don't, don't, take the picture just look out the window or maybe maybe if you rode the monorail with tim and it broke down the door would be open <laughs> and you could take a picture okay apparently that's my next step <laughs> anybody um, else have, have sort of epcot entry photo tips I, I think this is another one where first of all it, you know take advantage of the photo pass photographer there they've they've got more experience and a better angle than you're going to get um but, um, you know, I'll be honest. I mean, I think that there are better shots. 200% there are, better there's shots. There's absolutely better shots in Epcot. There don't, I, I'm not knocking the entryway or the ones from uh, World Showcase towards Future World where the, where the spaceship Earth is in the background. Those are excellent. I was at Epcot on this day photos. But that does, and, and let the PhotoPass photographers take those for you. Take the time with your cell phone camera and really appreciate the pavilions because some of those pavilions are gorgeous and you want to be in the picture with the pavilion in the background. Um, I was that kid who took German as a foreign language in high school. And so when I go and I haven't been to Germany yet. And so when I go and I see that, I was like, this is clearly what Germany is going to look like. No, it's, <laughs> it's not. But in my head, this is what it's going to be. And so, like, I love getting that picture. And I love getting pictures of my kids in that Disney Germany backdrop. And that's not something that, that you know, that that's one. It's my favorite. All, whatever pavilion has meaning for you, set that as your backdrop. Because if you look in the Italy pavilion, that one's gorgeous. There's a fountain at Morocco that's, you know, amazing. You know, so so those pavilions provide some excellent you know the architecture detail is great you could zoom in on all that stuff but just like taking the pictures in the pavilions of your family um, oh yeah they, those, those pavilions think. all have spots that make great backdrops um yeah that you can get you know just, just fantastic photos and, I, and what i would say is you know kind of like you were saying how you can see the kids getting older you know pick a favorite spot right and just make it a habit and and 
I would encourage you to choose an out of the way spot, right? Not one of those right out front. Maybe, maybe it is, um, you know, back in the courtyard there in Morocco where, where the bazaar is and all of that, right? There's some gorgeous tile, um, you know, backdrop there. Take a photo there and get in the habit of taking it every time you take a trip. And if you take a trip every year, you take a trip every three years, every five years, whatever it is, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun to be able to look at them from year to year and, and compare, you know, the way your family has grown and changed. We always use the Christmas tree area as our like go-to, but it's always, we, we should do the opposite way because it's a better shot of the large ball, but it's always like <laughs> random that we want the Christmas tree with the countries behind it. So sure. Right. And, the, and as far as the other out of the way, but you still feel like it, the, the English garden area behind England, one. you know, cause then you could get the street. Like if you set it up correctly, you would get that, that street back there without seeing the rest of it, but still have the garden. Um, that, if I were going to start over as a new tradition, that's where I would start. Sounds like a good, a worthy option. Uh, Tim, you have any favorites in, in Epcot? I mean, uh, you know, La Cava is a hard place to, to take photos. No, it isn't actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's just difficult place. You just don't take. remember them. <laughs> no, one of, one of my favorite shots I've ever taken. And I was, I was looking for it to see if I could, you know, set it as my backdrop here, but um. Uh, I was kind of in between the American Adventure and the Japan Pavilion, looking back across the lake at, at uh, Spaceship Earth, and it had one you know one of those little islands with a tree just kind of just offset to the right of Spaceship Earth, and it and it was uh, dusk, and, the, and so the lights were just coming on. It was an amazing picture. I wish I wish I could find that. I was going to put it up so you could see it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, really a cool uh, cool place. Um, now as for me, once I get to France and the, um, the, uh, uh, the photographer is there, you know, taking pictures in front of that, that fountain, right. I of course have got to go sit on the side and <laughs> the writers are taking the picture of you looking back like I'm falling into the water just to see how many pictures <laughs> I can mess up. <laughs> because you're Tim. Cause and I'm that's Tim, what you do. That's what I do. That's how I roll. Any other favorite spots in, in Epcot? I mean, Epcot is a really photogenic park as long as you avoid shooting at the expanses of concrete. Um, but other than and, that, there are great backdrops. And again, to go back to our other earlier point, man, whip out your cell phone, take a picture, put it back in your pocket and keep on walking because that's like real easy to do there. Um, also, Epcot Flower and Garden is where my camera battery died and so i'm <laughs> still weeping over that <laughs> yes that will come back and bite you sometimes um you know and and uh that actually you know does remind me one of the fun things about epcot is that because they do those seasonal festivals there are unique backdrops available sometimes that you know you just don't get another chance to to um get a shot of and uh, you know i think sometimes we get so caught up in the the look of the backdrop itself that we forget that what we're really there to take the picture of is the kids or the family in front of the backdrop and not just the backdrop. That, oh my gosh, is such an embarrassingly true statement. Thank you for bringing it up <laughs> again to go. Well, no, to go back to another point, I don't need to be there 
for Aaron to take a picture of the American Adventure Pavilion. And I don't need to be there for Aaron to take a picture of the La Cava de Tequila. But if Aaron's going to take a picture of my kids, then my kids kind of have to be there. You know, so that's the that's the part that is easy. I mean, they get snapped plenty of pictures. But one of the things that I just need to as somebody who wants to take more pictures, I want to if you're listening to this podcast, I want to encourage you to take pictures of the people that are there because the stuff isn't going anywhere, but the kids are going to get bigger or whatever, you know, you're going to have more when they have, when you have grandkids and things. So, so bring, make sure they're in the pictures. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And, and it's just, it's easy to get lazy about it. Right. And, and the kids will start to roll their eyes and, you know, at a certain point you got to give in and say, okay, I'm, you know, this is your vacation too, but, um, you also, you know, don't want to give up too soon. Um, cause those are shots that you don't get back necessarily. Um, so anything else? Oh, the, the other place, by the way, that I think, um, Epcot shines in terms of photo opportunities is the attraction, um, signage in Epcot is some of the best in any of the parks because of where, you know, the way it's placed and all that. And so you can get some good pics that give you some context, right? I mean, you know, I always liked to get pictures with my daughter in front of Mission Space when that was her favorite thing to ride because, you know, that'll be something that triggers a memory when she looks back at it later. Um, you know, that was her favorite thing to do when she was that age that she is in that picture in front of that attraction. We used to do a lot of pictures in front of attractions, like over at Nemo with the mine, mine, mine. And then, like you said, the sign, like I can think of like vivid, the land pavilion sign out front is a really good shot of, you know, before you walk up the hill to run down to the, to Soren and things like that, you know, it's a great area for a nice picture. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one a lot. Um, all right, well, let's take that walk across to, to Hollywood Studios and maybe point out some of the, the best spots at Hollywood Studios. And, of course, that's updated quite a bit recently. Um, you've got whole new areas to, to photograph there. Um, I mean, I guess we could just say, okay, anything you take in Galaxy's Edge is <laughs> probably worth taking. Um, probably going to be amazing. But, but um, I don't know, what, what else? Any, any other photo ops in, in Hollywood Studios that really stand out to you? Well, let me jump in on uh, along with what you were just saying. Um, that for the people that have not been since Galaxy's Edge opened, the level, the reason why shots work or don't work is uh, is largely due to what uh, composes the picture. There are so many places in uh, existing or old existing Disney World that you know there's just not that much attention to detail. I mean, it's clean, but there's not really anything to look at here. In Galaxy's Edge, everywhere you turn, there's something to look at, and it is highly detailed. And it might be a robot repair area or land speeder repair area or, you know, just the um, amazing detail that's uh, in the rock formations that they've, that they've created there. Every single thing has so much careful attention paid to the detail. It's very photogenic. Yeah, um, I, I would agree. And and the, the biggest thing, frankly, with all that is just to remember, again, that 
as much of a fan as you are, right? Make sure you get the family in the picture. <laughs> you know, make sure you get the the why uh, of the the photo correct. Exactly, and my my uh, cell phone actually will do some pretty cool effect, effects now that you know you you you're starting to see more of the three D type things that you can do with your phone camera. And so I I got a really cool picture of uh, my son. He had just purchased um, uh, some uh, some star Wars type clothing and had put it on. And I got a, it, it's a, com- the composition is a 3d photo of him in color while the background is black and white. And it just turned out so cool. So it, it, I could never do that with a, DL- a DSLR camera, um, yeah. not without all kinds of other additions and filters and whatnot. But, you know, from, <laughs> from my phone, I, you know, it was just a turn snap. Hey, look at this. Sure. Yeah, no, that's a great example. There's things at Hollywood Studios I really like. I mean, I miss the hat because it was a great feature for a lot of pictures, and you could do things with the hat. Like, you know, you could pretend like you were holding it up, and, you know, all those shots are now gone. I mean, the Chinese theater is cool, but it doesn't have the feeling of Disney to me that some people have with it. See, and for me... I mean, the hat was cool, but I I love how much more open having it gone makes the park feel. Oh, I totally agree. I mean, it's wide it's wide open now, and you can walk anywhere and well, not have to. And you can get and you can get pictures that you couldn't get before because you know there was the shadow of the hat or the right. right? Um, I think that there are some great shots. I think that that people overlook in. Um, cause I'm, I'm pretty sure most of them are still there, um, in the foreground of the, the theater where you've got the, um, you know, the fake handprints and stuff. Um, there are some great opportunities to take, you know, photos of the kids finding favorite actors or, or things from favorite Disney movies. One of the other things that's right in that area is off to the right as you walk over towards the way towards Disney Junior and uh, Pixar Place, there's a sign that says Disney's Hollywood Studios. So you can actually get, and there's usually a photo uh, photo pass photographer there where you can be in the park and have it say, this is where you are without having to like wait in the entrance line yeah i mean getting that sense of place right that's the real reason we take photos in the parks anyway in the first place um so i think that's a good point yeah and there are a couple other good places in hollywood studios where you can get that sense of of place you know by using the the backdrop that's available to you there's that spot in front of you know right kind of before the haunted mansion queue where i think you can get that really nicely um I know that theoretically the the arch in front of uh, Rock and Roller Coaster is supposed to work that way. I don't think it really does. I've never found good photos there. It's it's kind of goofy and but people take pictures there all I know. the time. But it's like all it's like it's time. too big, it's an awkward angle. It Yeah. Yeah. Not not my favorite. Hollywood um, Studios isn't really that big a park to be taking pictures in everywhere. I mean, like over by Indiana Jones and things, there's nothing to take pictures of. 
Yeah, I mean, that's really, you know, the, you've got some background there that you can take in front of, of Indiana Jones and, and then the stuff into, into Galaxy's Edge. There's actually some fun backdrop kind of in the queue of um, Star Tours, right? That's really cool because, I mean, that's where you get the characters and things like that. Yeah, you got but, the walkers behind you. Yep, right. And again, there's more, there's more detail there. Right, whereas, exactly. And that yeah. makes it worth taking the shot. Um, and obviously that queue has some of the best photo shots, but again, you know, see if you can find ways to position it so that you're taking the shot with the family as part of it as well. The thing about Hollywood studios, I've always found that there's, especially with galaxy's edge, that's the park where there's lots of things to take pictures of, but it's hard to take a family, a good family shot because there's not that backdrop there's not that spot there's not that place but a lot of the stuff in hollywood studios is awesome you know the sign above uh uh 50s prime time that says something like uh rent 25 cents no actors little things like that all throughout the park are just just great and it's put into it so taking photos of the effort i think that's the part where i think matters well and the other thing about the studios is sometimes you just have to keep your eyes open and look for the opportunity um because at one point and it only lasted for a little while but um my daughter was a huge fan of the once upon a time um series on on abc and for a period of a couple of years there was a, a one of the storefronts um, over near Muppet Vision, kind of in that area around what they call now Grand Boulevard um, or Grand Avenue, um, had uh, a facade that was Mr. Gold's uh, pawn shop. And it was a great backdrop and a great backdrop for photos with my daughter in them because, you know, she was a big fan, her friends were fans, and so it was a, a fun backdrop for her to share with her friends. She was in a picture, you know, at Mr. Gold's uh, uh, pawn shop. The last park that we're going to talk about is really probably the most photogenic park of all of them uh, in a lot of ways, uh, and that is Disney's Animal Kingdom, just because you've got such beautiful, natural foliage around you and things like that. And the one place where you don't, you have that beautiful, fake foliage, for lack of a better way to put it, um, uh, of Pandora. But, um, you know, what What do you think? What are your favorite um, uh, Animal Kingdom photo spots? I think for me, one of my favorites is um, as you're walking back, like you're going, uh, it's still a long ways to get around to Everest, but there's uh, just a little... Uh, square kind of uh, place in the concrete where um, the the photo pass photographers like like to hang around and take pictures because you can get a clear shot, a really good clear shot of Everest in the background, and um, then usually they have a you know have us doing something like you know putting uh, points up over our heads, you know, kind of thing like that when you're you know when you're taking the pictures with the kids. I think that's a great spot. Yeah, that's where near the monkeys, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yes. yes. Another cool spot is the other way when you're coming from Nemo and you can stand and have your picture taken. And like my brother and I did this and basically they imposed us like we were almost on 
um, the mountain and they had snow coming down. So it was like, it was really cool. Yeah. That's a fun one. Um, mine was going to be Animal Kingdoms where I made my first real biggest uh, photo mistake when on the safari, I took pictures of every single animal that was on the safari because it was great and they were there and it seemed like that's what I was supposed to be doing. And then when I finished the safari, I realized I had only one roll of film left for three remaining days. <laughs> this was my first trip. So thank God for digital. Thank God for digital. So make sure, like, I would encourage if somebody really likes taking photos of the animals, bring a second separate memory card just for Kilimanjaro Safari <laughs> as a as a tip. Um, not I would that say that for all of Animal Kingdom. Well, I, the reason I say it specifically for the Safari, though, is because then you can keep that card. It's This is 100% animals, and it's separate from the ones with the mountain and the kids and everything like that. These are just animal photos um because i i develop i have a whole lot of pictures of animals and one picture of the tree of life you know what though i mean one of my favorite pictures i've ever taken i think i've talked about it before is the shot i got of my son playing um mancala with a, a cast member from botswana who was you know there and it's not artistically or technically a good photo because <laughs> it was a little dark and it was hard to get a good angle, but it was such a, a, you know, terrific moment. And I managed to capture it that I'm just happy that I got it captured, <laughs> you know, and, and we can look back at it. And it's, it's because I had the good camera out and I was getting the pictures of, of the animals on the, um, you know, the gorilla falls, uh, trail, but, you know, we stopped in this little covered area, um, and we're we're chatting with the cast member about you know Moncala, and and he struck up a conversation with my son, and they played for fifteen twenty minutes. You know, that's and that's the type of thing where having that camera out, whether it's your phone or your good camera, is going to make your trip more memorable because it's not that the memories go away and the photos are forever, but those photos do a great job of reminding you what that memory was. So yes, they're great triggers. Uh, so that, yeah, and, and I have no, I also like the tree of life as the background for the uh, animal kingdom photos, because there are so many different animals carved into the tree of life that no matter where you're standing within that, that round your background is going to be the same but it's also going to be different and so one of the fun things is like well where is this on the tree because i can't i have a great photo of the this lion centered on the tree and i have not seen that stupid lion since i took that photo <laughs> 20 <laughs> interesting that's true. That's I for I had never really thought about it that way, but but it is true. Um, I I like using the tree of life as the backdrop from the bridge, right from the kind of the far side, looking back towards the front of the park. Um, you know, there's there's the bridge and the and the river is there, and then the tree is farther in the background. Um, and and I like that location a lot because it it allows the 
people in the foreground to still be the main focus of the picture, but you still get the view of the Tree of Life in the background of it. Almost anywhere where you take a, the Tree of Life picture, it's amazing shots. I mean, that tree just pulls pictures in no matter where you are in the park for the most part. Any any other sort of, you know, locations? I, I, I will add that there are some spots in Disney's Animal Kingdom where you want to be ready for photos only because there are um, under at least under normal circumstances, there are sort of chance encounters with cast members that happen that you want to be able to capture. And I don't care whether it's your DSLR or your phone or whatever, but you need to have whatever it is you're going to use to capture it ready to go because um, you won't have time. By the time you get your phone, you know, switch to the camera and try and take it, it, it will have happened and been gone. And it can be anything from, you know, an encounter with um, a cast member because you're collecting Wilderness Explorer stickers to uh, running into uh, uh, Divine. Divine. Divine's uh, so cool. You know, to a, you know, kid who has been um, – whatever cranky and, and not, not, not feeling the spirit, but they come across the, the band playing and, you know, can't fight the infectious urge to dance along. Right. Right. Any of those moments, they just happen and they happen so quick that you want to be ready to capture it. Well, and sometimes those cast members are animals. Um, I have only caught this one time in animal kingdom park where they have the, um, uh, the big flight of macaws that that fly right over the the, the walkway. Have you guys ever seen that? Uh, yeah, they use it to kind of uh, advertise for the the bird show. Right. It's kind of scary if you're not prepared because <laughs> not they right come right. flying at you. Yeah, literally <laughs> full bore. So, and and if you can, if you can catch uh, you know a good shot of that, that's that's a that's another fun encounter. Unless you're, you know, touring the park with Tippy Hedren. There aren't enough Tippy um, Hedren references on this podcast. Excellent work. No here. Hitchcock fans. No <laughs> Hitchcock fans. Nobody gets it. Oh. I'm assigning you all films for next week. It was well done. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think of all the parks and, and, there are people I'm sure would argue with me that it would be Magic Kingdom, but Animal Kingdom is the one where I have the the hardest time leaving the DSLR behind. Um, there are just too many shots that I want to get quickly or that I want that telephoto lens for that, um, you know, it, I, I have to have – and it's the one park where I I will just about all day walk around with, you know, the DSLR around my neck. I haven't yeah, been to Animal Kingdom since getting the DSLR, and I think that she has had something to do with that. So I'm not going to of anything, but uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's just very quickly, there are a few resorts that also have fantastic spots, and I don't want to dig into those too far. Maybe we can come back to those on a different show. Um, but you know, maybe maybe we just mention one or two real quickly to to make sure that we've kind of covered our bases. I'll go first. 
Um, we stumbled into the Grand Floridian looking for gingerbread uh, to buy out of the gingerbread house that they have at Christmas time. And I didn't realize how big the Christmas tree was until I saw it in person. And so I have a picture with me and the kids in front of that tree. Yeah, that's, that's even taller than you. I know. And that's tough to do. Um, <laughs> but, but that would be one where, uh, the grand Floridian that, that inside, because it's three stories, because the tree is tall. Um, that's just a great spot to have a picture taken of the family. I mean, there's things in there, there's things everywhere to take pictures of, but that provided a great spot. You know, I felt bad because the wife wasn't in it. She was in line for buying, uh, buying, <laughs> buying gingerbread. gingerbread. So it was just the boys that were in that particular photo. I would say uh, the the uh, Christmas tree in Wilderness Lodge rivals that one. It is also just ginormous. You know, you feel like you feel like an elf standing <laughs> in front of it. <laughs> and what's crazy about that tree is, like, you go to bed on Thursday and you wake up on Friday and it's there. It's like there's no like. I mean, it's got Christmas magic written all over it. It's like, what, how did this get here? Yeah, and how? <laughs> yeah. No, and, th- and there are lots of spaces. Um, I mean, I think the the lodges are probably the most photogenic uh, resorts overall. Just there are so many, you know, great little details in both Animal Kingdom Lodge and uh, Wilderness Lodge. You know, go ahead and wander around and, you know, you can find great backdrops. Um, there's a, a great train room in the... Um, the Villas of Wilderness Lodge area just sort of... How do I describe it? Um, if you're facing the check-in desk, it would be off to your left. That sound right? Because somehow to me, the lobby in there is turned around. Yes, because you come yes. in a weird way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, it's off to your left, but but it's the um, there's a train room, and it's got a bunch of Walt's old train memorabilia is in there. Um, and it, it's a great place to get photos, especially if you've got, you know, a kid who's, who's really into trains. And so you get that, you know, spark in their, in their eyes of, of discovery um, when they, when they find them. Uh, and, you know, frankly, the icons in the, at the value resorts are fun photo ops. Yeah, I mean, you could get the Rubik's Cube or the um, large basketball or the, you know, anything from those. Well, yeah, the, the, the crush, crush, yeah. getting getting involved in the in the foosball game. Yeah. No. Or like you said, Art of Animation, where you go over into like um, Lion King or Cozy, you know, right. over in Cars. Yeah. Those are some cool areas. So we brought costumes, we brought lion costumes to try to dress up the babies over and run and sneak over into Art of Animation and get their picture. But the resort was technically closed still when we were there. And so we're pretty much not really rule breakers. And so we couldn't (laughs) get over there to try to set them in the in the pride lands and take their picture with uh, Simba in the background. We really thought about it, but we eventually decided not to. (laughs) 
Well, it would have been a great shot, um, but probably the the better choice to uh, bypass it. Um, and this is probably something that's worth revisiting. We can come back and talk some more about resort photography in the future. Um, but I, I think we've done a good job of of you know capturing sort of some favorite spots around the the parks and and in the context of things, what to watch for to identify those great opportunities in the future as well. Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts. What What are your favorite photo spots that we didn't talk about? Um, what are some tricks or, or suggestions that we missed? Let us know about it. You can email us at podcast at disdads.com. You can send us a message on Facebook by posting at facebook.com slash disdadspodcast. You can Send us a message on Twitter. We're at Dizdad's Podcast on Twitter. You can even reach out to panel members individually. You can get Willie and tell him about all the photo mistakes he made at Willie, W I L L I E, at wickedmousetravel.com. You can tell Tim how creepy it is when an adult who's only there with other adults is walking around with the DSLR taking pictures of other people's kids. <laughs> At Tim.Hicks at FantasticMemoriesTravel.com. And our special guest, Bob. Well, you want to catch Bob? Bob, you want people to email you direct, directly or you want us to just forward it from the show? Uh, what? I'm sorry, I don't speak English suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got suggestions oh, no, for Bob, just send them to podcast at disdads.com and I'll forward them along. And hey, if you want to tell me how much you loved what we're doing here, you could send it to Aaron at MouseMasterTravel.com. Until next time, I've been your host, Aaron Ripmaster, with my intrepid co-hosts, Tim Hicks. We'll see you real soon. Willie Crocker. Have a wicked wild night. And our special guest, Bob Chavez. I sparkle like a wealthy woman's neck. My kids have been watching Moana a lot lately. Tim, Mike, check. Tim, Mike, check. Or Steven, check. Or somebody, check. Dallas Cowboys sucked last night. Did you really have to add the last night? Just asking for a friend. Show me things from Frozen. Let it go. Let it go. I think Bob might be frozen like on solo. I don't play that thing. I don't play a damn. I got to keep on. I don't play a damn thing.